Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays wherever you may be. Thank you, YouTube. Please like and subscribe this show if you are enjoying my brilliant analysis and sterling takes and fabulous good looks. Um, you will uh, you will be uh, certain to uh, to enjoy uh, more today um, as we are speaking. But click like and subscribe if you are with us on YouTube. And also, we would love if you would um, share some funny comments. Keep us entertained. All right, as we are speaking, I tweeted out, right as the Masters was preparing to tee off, I said, my two guys in this Masters, John Rahm and Justin Thomas. Uh, So far, both of those guys are in the top 10. I'm liking where they are located. Let me give you uh, the Masters leaderboard right now. Victor Hovland, my guy Todd Furman loves Victor Hovland. Uh, he's sitting at minus seven. Then John Rahm, who doubled the first hole, is at minus six. Adam Scott, remember him, the outrageously good-looking Aussie. Uh, he's at about minus five. Uh, and then you've got Brooks Kapka, I would say, who's a little bit of a surprise uh, with the Live Golf Tour currently underway. Uh, and Phil Mickelson's having a good run of it as well. There's lots of different big names, I would say, at the top of the early leaderboard. Uh, And I'm looking for Tiger Woods. He is not one of them. He is about to finish his first round. And Tiger Woods right now, as I'm speaking to you, is tied uh, at 41st overall, sitting at plus one uh, on through 17 right now. Again, John Rahm, hope you took some, hope you put some money down, at least early. John Rahm and Justin Thomas, both doing very well. I would say, the biggest surprise, though, uh, probably Brooks Kepka playing phenomenally well, sitting at minus five uh, through 12 holes right now as he gets ready for 13, 14, and 15. So I'll be watching the Masters over the weekend. I bet many of you will as well. Now, we got a lot to get to, uh, but I want to talk about this ridiculous idea that continues to spread of men being paid to pretend to be women and sell women's products. I put up a video. Maybe we can put that video, part of it, in as a part of this discussion when we share the smaller clip. Uh, But there is a dude who has been pretending to be a woman for a year. And that dude who is pretending to be a woman for the past year now has Bud Light and Nike endorsements and both of them are ridiculous but the Nike endorsement in particular it strains credulity that we could ever have reached this point where you have a man with a penis and with testicles selling sports bras he has no breasts and women's pants even though there is as I repeat a penis, and testicles. Women are being so disrespected now that men who are pretending to be women are making millions of dollars to endorse actual products made for women. A sports bra and women's pants. Nike is the latest brand to go full woke here. And when I look at this, some of you will say, well, why in the world would you even mention this? You're just giving these people what they want. You're giving them more attention. I think it's important for you to recognize 
what is being sold here. This is absurd, and I'm going to make an analogy. Historically, blackface was very offensive. I say historically because in plays back in the day, there used to be white actors who would put on blackface paint, and with exaggerated portrayal, they would pretend to be black. And they would then be compensated instead of a black actor they would have a white actor pretending to be black. And it was a very offensive, stereotypical, exaggerated version of being black that was referenced in the blackface portrayal. Tell me how this is not going on today with men who are pretending to be women. To me, this is a clear historical analogy. This is woman face. These are stereotypical, not reflective of real women behavior that is being exaggerated by men in an effort to pretend to be women. And men are being rewarded and compensated for this such that they are getting multi-million dollar endorsement deals designed to sell products to women, including sports bras and women's pants that a biological man is wearing instead. How is this not woman face? And I'm just going to keep hammering this because I think it's important. The ultimate male white privilege is deciding that you're going to be a woman and everybody just pretends it's true, right? There's this obsession with white male privilege in society today. Oh, you got that job because you're a white man, right? Can't go anywhere without hearing white male privilege. Side note, I've been arguing for years. Somebody, a white rapper, needs to make his stage name white privilege. Just a gift from me. In the same way that I've said, hey, Hollywood, make a Lewis and Clark streaming show. My gift for you, if you are a white rapper, is go by white privilege, call yourself Dub P, all right? And you will dominate. Call your rap name White Privilege. I wish I could rap so I could just be White Privilege and call myself the Dub P and just make tens of millions of dollars as a rapper. I can't rap, so I can't do it. It's my gift to you, America. Somebody take this, all right? So, White Privilege. Everybody's talking about it. White male privilege. Oh my God, how dare you? Okay, how in the world is it not the ultimate sign of White Privilege that you can be a white dude Decide that instead of being a dude, you are a woman, and then you can make millions of dollars and you can lecture everyone that if they don't respect your gender, they are offensive and they should be canceled. The ultimate white privilege, the absolute apex of the white male privilege is actually not anything heterosexual white men do. It's white men who decide that they're women and then get named woman of the year and make millions of dollars pretending to be women. It is woman face. It is offensive. It should be unacceptable. It should not be celebrated. And this doesn't happen for men, right? Women who decide to identify as men, you probably can't even name anybody. There's some women who identify as men that were famous as women and then they became men, but none of them are making millions of dollars. None of them are looked at as apex of masculinity. 
None of them are being used to sell male products. This only happens for men pretending to be women. The patriarchy has actually taken over women's athletics, women's bras, sports bras, women's pants. Dudes with cock and balls are selling women's athletics. Think about that for a minute. Dudes with cock and balls, no boobs, are being used to celebrate and sell women's athletics. This is woman face. Shouldn't exist. And by the way, it's not just Nike. It's not just Bud Light. I saw, I don't know how long this ad has been out, but I saw Jack Daniels, the whiskey, has a ad that at least is circulating on social media with all these trans people talking about how much they love whiskey. And the reason why this one in particular stands out to me is one, I'm from Tennessee and Jack Daniels, a Tennessee brand. Uh, But a few years ago, and some of you will remember this, Jack Daniels pulled an endorsement contract from me uh, and I was just going to show up at like a bar and have my picture taken with some new, uh, I think they had like a new whiskey brand that they were coming out with. And I was just going to get my picture taken with it, right? Like hold there with a bottle or something. And it wasn't even very much money. Somebody reached out to me. I think it was like, hey, we'll give you 3000 This is like probably four or five years ago. They were like, we'll give you $3,000 if you just show up and pose for a photo with Jack Daniels. And I was like, all right. I, you know, So you're telling me I can go to a bar and there's a party and I can have some drinks and you'll give me $3,000? And they were like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll do that. By the way, I wouldn't do that now. I'm rich. <laughs> now, I, if I'm going to show up anywhere, I'm going to get paid a lot of money or I'm just going to go wherever I want to go, right? Just FYI. So I don't want people being like, I'll give you $3,000. No, my prices have gone up. The, the Travis appearance train has, uh, has added some, uh, some zeros. But at the time, $3,000, whatever. And then if you remember, Vanderbilt University made the decision to sandblast the word confederate off of a building that had been built and named Confederate Memorial Hall on the Peabody campus of Vanderbilt University. And they were going to spend over a million dollars to sandblast the word Confederate off. I'm going to be honest with you. I went to Vanderbilt. I've got double grad degrees from Vanderbilt. My wife went to Peabody, got a master's degree there. I've walked around the campus a lot. I've never noticed the wording at the top of a building. And my position in general is, It is an awful message to send to remove some sort of historical record. This building's like been up there for like 120 or 130 years. And the fact that you would spend a million dollars to sandblast the word off, this is basically what the Taliban does, right? Uh, The Taliban did that because they were offended by representations of religious uh, Muslim experience or Buddha or whatever it was. I don't remember the specifics. But the idea of destroying something that offends you is not, in my opinion, a reflection of what America should represent. And I'm writing about this in my new book, which is going to be out in August. Uh, In my new book, I actually talk about this in a town that I live in now, Franklin, Tennessee. There was a lot of discussion of, oh, we have to take down this Confederate uh, memorial. And Franklin, Tennessee, for those of you who are Civil War nerds or just history nerds, is on a battlefield. November 30th, 1864, Battle of Franklin was fought. Very famous battle. And so it's not only that uh, that the statue is here, it's that it represents the history of the moment. But you know what they did? Uh, they decided to add another statue. 
So they added a colored soldier statue for people who fought uh, for the North and were from where I live now, Williamson County, Tennessee, former slaves. They added more context and they put a new statue up for U.S. colored soldiers, right? Black soldiers who fought for, uh, the, uh, for the United States. So they did what should happen in history, in my opinion. They added greater context to the historical record without removing what at that time has now been a historic legacy. Make the pie bigger. Don't destroy something historical that you don't decide you like for the present day. So I thought that was a great example. So I basically made that same argument. I said, this is not what a university should be doing. Vanderbilt should own their history. Provide greater context if you feel that is necessary. But sandblasting and erasing something and pretending that it was never there defeats the entire purpose of education in general. You need to know all about the past in order to better comprehend uh, where we're going, but also where we've been. Um, And I don't think that's a crazy, irrational perspective to endorse. I got contacted by Jack Daniels after I wrote that piece, and they said, you can no longer show up at our event because your opinion on sandblasting the word Confederate is too offensive to be connected to the Jack Daniels brand. Now look, it's $3,000, whatever it was. And they even said, if you show up, we will not permit you to enter our event. Think about that. So in the space of a few years, Jack Daniels has gone from you, Clay Travis, can't even have an opinion on whether the word Confederate should be sandblasted off the building unless you endorse that it should be sandblasted off because then they would have been like, oh, we're very happy to have you. They are so left-wing that if you don't have left-wing opinions, you're not even allowed to be associated with their brand. This is why I want to create my own whiskey, by the way. But that is the truth. And then I see this ad, by the way, Lynchburg, Tennessee, this is where Jack Daniels is from. Who do you think drinks Jack Daniels? Do you think there's a huge trans whiskey drinking community that has felt alienated so far? No. It's primarily dudes who agree with me on these issues. This is a great example of not knowing who your brand is and who supports your brand. Um, So this, I think, is significant because it reflects what is going on which is the overall silencing of America. And this is why my, so just kind of giving you a preview, this is why the next iteration of what I'm doing is I'm going to build out a lot of new brands that I own, right? Instead of trying to go out and sell advertising to all these woke brands, like this is like, I've got a beer now, right? We've got gratis. We're going to have a bourbon, a whiskey. We're going to have a coffee. We're going to have a mortgage company. We're going to have all these different brands. I may have a big law firm referral universe. I'm going to own all these different brands. And instead of trying to worry about selling ads to all these woke advertisers, I'm just going to build my own companies. I've already built one company, Outkick, and sold it to Fox. But the next iteration of what I'm going to do is I'm going to own seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different companies, the goal of which is going to be 
We're not woke. We support free speech. Uh, and I'm going to sell directly to the massive audience that we've created on Clay and Buck and OutKick and the audience that follows me. And that's going to give me, people say, why do you do it? Well, one, it's a good business opportunity. But from a content perspective, the most important part is it keeps me from ever being able to be canceled, right? Because if you're constantly having to sell advertising, then this woke universe out there, they'll come after you, right? At some point. Can't come after the guy who owns his own businesses. People couldn't come after me for what I said on OutKick. This is why people say, how do you have so much freedom to say exactly what you think? Well, because I owned OutKick. Most people are terrified that if they don't uh, do what their employee wants, they're going to lose their jobs. Trust me, I've been there. And so a lot of people are then uh, handcuffed, basically, in the content space for writing, for speaking, for all these things, because they're afraid of what is going to happen if they say something that people decide is offensive. I, I don't care. First of all, I don't have to work anymore. Secondly, the reason why I've always had freedom, complete, total creative freedom, is because I've owned the means of my own distribution. And so if people get angry at me, I don't care. Like, you can agree or disagree with all my opinions. You can argue, you can share them, you can cut and splice them and everything else, and you can attack me like crazy. Just free advertising. Because when you own your own brands... All that does is create greater brand awareness for you. And I think there's a desperate demand out there for anti-woke normalcy. And that is the brand that I'm going to serve across a variety of different platforms. Uh, but that's just a background on what's going on with Jack Daniels, with Bud Light, and with, uh, uh, and with Nike. By the way, none of those three companies would ever touch me. Buck and I have the biggest radio show in the country. None of those three companies would ever advertise on our program but they'll give millions of dollars to people pretending to be women, to dudes who are pretending to be women. That's where we are. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, Stanford. You know, I'm a big believer in accountability. I think that the number one most important thing in American democracy is that we hold everyone out there accountable for what they put into the universe, especially if you're a politician. That is, if you got things wrong on COVID, it was an intelligence test. There should be a reckoning. There should be consequences for getting everything wrong on COVID as Gavin Newsom did, as Gretchen Whitmer did. Unfortunately, we're so polarized right now. Everybody who got everything wrong on COVID by and large, got reelected. In fact, the number one story of 2022 is only one statewide incumbent lost. Think about that for a minute. Everybody's angry. 75% of people think the country's going in the wrong direction. Only one incumbent lost. Lombardo won the governor's race in Nevada. That is the only incumbent that lost a statewide Senate or governor's race. Some congressional seats flipped, right? People don't sometimes understand what I mean by statewide. 
statewide means governor or Senate race, the only statewide incumbent to lose was the governor of Nevada, flipped from Democrat to Republican. Otherwise, every incumbent won. So I saw this yesterday evening, Stanford, elite university, uh, one of the best universities in the country, according to most metrics to measure it. April 10th, Stanford is saying, April 10th is what, Monday? Stanford is saying as of April 10th, there will be no requirement that anybody at Stanford get the COVID shot or any of the boosters. Now, only 17% of people in America have gotten the most recent COVID booster. It means 83% of people realize the COVID shot and its boosters basically worthless, right? Not really much value to it. But on April 10th, note what's going to slowly start to happen. All of these universities are going to roll back their COVID mandates and they're now going to say you don't have to get it anymore. This has never happened with any vaccine before. It's not like Stanford says, oh, we were going to require you to get the measles and mumps vaccine, which they do, and then they decide we don't need that anymore. They're rescinding the COVID requirement because WHO did it, because the data reflects that young, healthy people get virtually no protection from the COVID shot, and in fact, could be even worse that young, healthy people, especially young men, may actually have greater risk from getting the COVID shot than they would if they did nothing at all. So Stanford is, again, rolling back this requirement. So we're going from uh, everybody has to get it, everybody has to get the boosters, wear your masks, to just pretending none of this ever happened. And also simultaneously, the Mayo Clinic, which is one of the elite uh, medical establishments in the entire country, the Mayo Clinic has now announced that nobody has to wear masks in any of their hospitals starting on April 10th as well. So all of the things that you were made to do for COVID over the last three years, all of the things that authorities tried to get you to do, they're basically vanishing. And instead of holding people accountable for their failures through COVID, by and large, they're just going to pretend none of this ever happened. Stanford, there's no reckoning. There's no consequences for all of the thousands of kids that were required to get the COVID shot. There's no reckoning for all the millions of kids out there. Remember, the WHO came out and said kids don't need the COVID shot anymore. CDC hasn't even acknowledged it. There's no consequences for everything they got wrong. Two years ago, I went out, spoke about the need for masks in my school, my kids' school out here in Williamson County. I was 100% right in everything I said. No kids ever needed to wear masks. Have you seen any schools apologize? Say, hey, sorry, we got all this wrong. There was no basis whatsoever to support the idea that kids needed to wear masks. No, of course not. They're just all going to pretend like it never happened. It's an embarrassment. There are no consequences. There must be. Don't let them just run and hide and change all the guidelines without acknowledging that they got everything wrong. Um, I saw this story. CNN uh, says... In a new poll, only 32% of people believe that Joe Biden deserves to be reelected in 2024. That is, less than one in every three people believe Joe Biden deserves to be reelected. 67% said he does not deserve to be reelected. Pay attention to what's going on here. The reason they're coming after Trump is 
Democrats know Biden is an incredibly weak candidate and that he has been an awful president. And they are desperate because they feel like the only person Joe Biden can beat is Donald Trump. So they are trying to get a rematch of 2020 to avoid Joe Biden getting crushed and voted out of office, right? So Biden will be 82 years old in 2024. He basically can't travel around anywhere. He can't even walk upstairs. You see the vacant, lost look in his eyes. Americans overwhelmingly see the same thing. Joe Biden is the worst president most of us have ever seen in our lives. And he's sitting at 32% approval. That is, sorry, only 32% of people in a CNN poll believe that Joe Biden deserves to be reelected. So they are desperate to try to get a rematch because their hope is that if Trump is going up against Biden, that the story shifts from 2024 being a referendum on Joe Biden's presidency to 2024 being another referendum on Donald Trump. That's the only way that Democrats can win in 2024. The border has never been more wide open. It's a disaster. 21st century highs for crime. Uh, The uh, fentanyl that is rolling into this country is killing more people than has ever occurred before, most of it illegally crossing our southern border. Foreign policy is a disaster. We've got a war in Europe. We may well have an invasion of Taiwan that's coming. Joe Biden has zero respect anywhere. Um, All of that and inflation is at a 40-year high. Uh, We also have a stock market that basically has not moved at all. The economy is not very good. People are making less money today than they made the day that Joe Biden went in as a function of the rise in inflation. That is, your take-home pay has declined by and large because inflation has grown faster than the rate of uh, employee wage increases has grown. That's why you go out to the grocery store now and you think, man, go to a restaurant. It's way more expensive than it used to be. Yeah, prices are way up and your wages are not up at the same rate. So Biden at 32%, they are desperate because they feel like the only way Biden can win again is if Trump is the nominee. So just keep that in mind uh, as we continue uh, to break all of this down. And uh, Biden continues to stumble, but it's a sign of how awful Kamala Harris is that Democrats are basically committed to 82-year-old Joe Biden. Uh, Okay, Uh, new revelations from the Washington Post uh, from the summer of 2022. There is a report that John Morant was, and I want to make sure that I get this story right, that John Morant went to a uh, shoe store because his mom called him and uh, was upset because there were others that were being served first. And I want to get all these details right, so let me pull up the Washington Post and make sure that we get uh, the full story here of John Morant. The Washington Post has been breaking down a lot of these John Morant stories going forward. And here I'm reading officially from the Washington Post. One night last summer, two deputies for the Shelby County, that's Memphis, uh, sheriff's office, responded to a modest home where a 17-year-old, a 17-year-old boy told them he'd been repeatedly punched by two men during a fight on a basketball court. Uh, you got a nod on your head. That's the story. They said John Morant did that. Uh, so that's all about this investigation. Other incidents, 
a shoe salesman went to police to describe how he cowered for nearly an hour in the back of a sneaker store as John Morant threatened them. Memphis police didn't list Morant as a suspect, recorded the name of his mother, Jamie Morant, as unknown to avoid public scrutiny. The salesman, given Busby, whose report had not been previously disclosed, never heard from the police. Uh, here is what happened. Uh, I mean, this, this is all crazy. Uh, Morant's behavior has spread everywhere. Um, and what has been going on, Busby said he spent nearly an hour in the storeroom of this shoe store, shaking with emotion as Morant arrived at the sneaker store with eight or nine others and yelled through the door, threatening he would wait for him to come out. Busby, who wants to be a science teacher, is only five foot three. Um, this is crazy. The, uh, the story here is that, I mean, this, this is wild. Um, Morant is just out of control. Uh, based on all these stories. Now, again, this is in the Washington Post. Here, I want to make sure that I get the full allegations of this story. Uh, he works at Finish Line in the Wolf Chase Galleria Mall. Uh, he was handling a busy day at the store. Again, I'm reading the allegations from the Washington Post. A customer became angry that he had helped two white women before her. Busby is a black guy said he didn't intend to do anything to disrespect anyone. But this black woman became angrier, and when he informed her he didn't have the shoes she wanted in her size, she followed him around and yelled at him and said she would call her son. Uh, the manager sent him to the back for his safety. He didn't learn until John ja Morant showed up that that was her son. Where's the short guy with the dreads, Morant kept shouting. Morant went into a part of the store where customers weren't allowed and looked through the window of the stockroom. He said, Morant shouted, I'm going to wait until you get off work. Uh, Busby said, he's really trying to hurt me. After Morant left the store, managers told him he had to leave and he slipped out of the mall fearing Morant might be waiting for him. I was actually scared to walk out because I didn't know what was going to happen, Busby said. I've never been in a situation like that ever in my life. Busby said he made $9.25 an hour. He lost his pay for the rest of the day. Posted on social media about that night. Four days later, he went to Memphis police, uh, and the police report was basically hidden. Uh, I feel like they thought I was lying, Busby said about the police. Um, man. So all of this uh, is crazy. Again, these are allegations. They aren't 100% proven, but it's more evidence that John ja Morant has really kind of spiraled out of control. And there's more details about the pickup basketball game and the threats that might have been occurring there. Finally, uh, and this is a funny slash ridiculous story, a Jeopardy champ. Right now, I guess the champion of Jeopardy is a Tennessee guy. Uh, He's been being crushed online because based on his hair and his mustache, people are saying that he looks like Adolf Hitler. So he just, <laughs> and if you see this picture, maybe when we clip it, we can share it. Um, he is not Hitler, right? Let's be clear. He is not the reincarnation of Hitler. 
But with the hairstyle and the mustache, he was getting crushed so much for looking like Hitler. This is the current Jeopardy champion that he basically said he was going to withdraw from social media. He then decided that his saving grace was he would turn his mustache into a goatee, that that would make him look like an evil version of himself, but at least it would kill the idea that he looked like Adolf Hitler. And I've said this before. Hitler killed an entire mustache, right? No one is ever going to have the Hitler-style mustache again, ever, for any reason. Remember, Seinfeld memorably made fun of this uh, in the way that they uh, that they did the story. Um, and also a name, right? Like Adolf was a really popular name all over the world. And now nobody names their son Adolf anymore. Killed a mustache, killed a uh, killed a, uh, a an entire name. That's how bad of a guy Hitler was. So if you are out there, I just don't know why nobody else ever said, "Hey, you got a little bit of a Hitler look about about you." Like you know, I can't even wear a T-shirt without my wife being like, "Are you sure you're gonna wear that to this?" Nobody was like, "Hey, bro, just giving you a heads up. Your hair and your mustache combo. You look a little bit like Hitler." Maybe adjust one or the other. Anyway, we'll put up a picture as we discuss this. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, and uh, I'll share that short clip if you haven't seen this already. It's also up at OutKick. All right. Love all of you. Uh, appreciate you guys making uh, March the second best month in OutKick history. Uh, my new book, like I said, we'll have more details about it in the next 10 days or so, but it's going to be out in early August. Uh, and I look forward to being out on the road and meeting a lot of you. Uh, as we do some public events surrounding that book signing. I am Clay Travis. This has been OutKick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Thank you all.